0: Hi, and welcome to the Rainbows and Rain podcast, the podcast for early interventionists. I am Erica Bowen, and I work as a early childhood special education teacher in Minnesota in the early intervention field. So working with families primarily birth to age three, doing the home visit show so many of you guys are probably doing that show too and that's why you're listening so welcome i do not plan to be an expert in this field by any means i am someone just trying to make it through each visit and each day just doing the best i can for each of my families so please welcome i am a mom of two Uh, i have twins boy and a girl my son did receive early intervention services uh, as a toddler And that is a a different experience I'll maybe talk about on another podcast or on another episode of the podcast. Um, That parent perspective is a whole other animal and a whole other lens and factor to this, uh, to the side of things. Um, But this is just to kind of embrace, you know, best practices and kind of just work through developing my own practice as an early interventionist and my own reflection and what I can bring to families as I help support them on their journey. So just like you guys are doing too. So welcome. So what better way to start the first episode of the podcast than to start with a very first visit? So today I had a first visit with a family. In my position where I am employed, we have a evaluation team and then we have a team that provides service. I am on the side of things where I'm providing the service. So once the evaluation is finished, we come together, both sides, evaluation and service at that IFSP meeting and the baton essentially kind of gets handed off um, to me at the meeting to take over. So I had a first visit today. However, the IFSP meeting was virtual. So this visit today was honestly the very first time I was in the family's home seeing the child um, in person. And I don't know how you guys feel about first visits, but they're, I feel like they come with a lot of like unknown expectations, you know, what do they expect of me? What, you know, do they know what I expect of them and so forth. So first visits can always kind of be like, a, you know, who knows what you're going to kind of get kind of thing. So, um, They're a little unique until you get the ball rolling. And this one was definitely one that I struggled with a little bit. Um, This mom is a mom of a little guy who's about 19 months old. He is not talking. He's not babbling. He's not playing with his voice. He's not doing a whole lot to communicate, other than kind of whining, crying, screaming. Um, he does use a few gestures and he has some pretty good receptive skills, it looks like. But as far as just trying to communicate with his mouth and his voice, for a, a number of different reasons I discovered today, it's just not happening. So, but mom was really stuck on this hamster wheel thought process of I don't know why he won't say it. I don't know why he won't say please. Please was the word that she had. I just really kind of clung to and, and hung on to. So um, I just kind of listened for a while. And through listening, I just really discovered she really wants him to say please. <laughs> and for me... As an early interventionist, I, I'm and at this stage where this child was at, I really didn't care what the word was. She could have picked more, she could have picked yes, she could have picked fruit snack for all I care. It's but I'm she was picking something, so that was a good thing. She wants him to say something and, and sees that he needs to say something, so I'm gonna run with this. Please train that she's kind of um, started out on. And I kind of just dove into my reflective questions because she just kind of re- kept repeating that phrase over and over again. He just won't say please. He just won't talk. He just won't do this. So I asked the question, tell me how he does use his words. Tell me how he, or not his words, but Tell me how he does communicate with you. Tell me how he does use his voice, you know, in play or just in general. What do you hear that comes out of him typically? And her words were screaming, crying, eh, eh, eh. He is doing a, a mama, a papa, and a mo. For, for more, but only in mealtime and for very specific things. Other than that, he is not saying anything or even just playing with his voice, except, oh, I forgot. He is doing vroom vroom with cars and car play. I didn't hear anything today except for some whining and crying. I did see some pointing and waving and that kind of thing. So anyways, how was I going to get this mom to move beyond saying please and look at it as he needs a different way to communicate? Your your expectations are not matching where he's at or what he's able to do. So as she's describing the way he's uses his voice, I, I kind of said to her, talking sounds really hard for him because he's not talking. And that kind of sat with her for a little bit. And I just, I said it again. I said, talking is really hard for him. Making sounds is really hard for him, a variety of sounds. He is doing, you know, a couple, but just you know, he's not using it those sounds throughout his day or in different routines. He's kind of using them sporadically. So if talking's really hard for him, we need to focus on something else. If he and even if the word please is hard and even, you know, he's doing pa-pa for papa, that's great. Can we, can we use that for please or should we back it up even further and maybe try some signing? Because um, there happens to be kind of some questionable hearing things going on too. So I modeled the, the sign please for mom And she watched and I held the object that he really wanted. And he's looking at me face to face and eye to eye. And he's looking at my mouth um, and I'm modeling, please. And then I hand over hand did it for the child. I then kind of turned it over to mom and said, you know, now you have the object he wants. And she kind of reverted back to what she was doing, which is please say please. And I said, we, every time you say it, you need to sign it too. So he sees that that's the expectation of what you want him to do. You're giving him the choice of doing it verbally and you're signing it too. And then, you know, I had, she did it twice and um, she said, well, I just didn't know that, you know, that she... You know, could use the sign or do the sign, or that she even knew the sign. I said that's okay. We'll we'll figure that out together. And I said just rub your chest in a circle. Um, that's the sign for please, and we can get him to do that too. If he doesn't want to do it, we can kind of hand over hand do that for him. If he's still resistant, just to kind of teach him that this is another way that he can get what he wants, because right now. Crying and screaming is kind of getting him what he wants, so we want to model a different way. Because eventually, mom, that sign for please will turn into, you know, pa or peas or ease, and then eventually please altogether. But just really backing it up for her, so cause she could kind of see the bigger picture. Um was what was hard for me during the visit, not the concept of teaching please or teaching the sign, but just getting her, getting her to get off that hamster wheel of just, he just won't do it. He just won't do it. I keep doing it and he just won't do it. And getting her to see that that is hard for him. So how can we change what we're doing to hopefully get him to do something different um and I could tell she was uncomfortable with it because it was something she hadn't tried before, but by the end of the visit, she, she was doing it, and she was modeling it. She was signing it. Um, we came up with a plan for the week between visits. You know, she wanted to work on please, and she chose like when he was trying to request his nook, or the phone. Because he does play on the phone a little bit. Um, Mom works from home and she's got to rely on that technology. So that is a motivating object as well as french fries are motivating objects. So she um, identified those three moments with those three objects that she could really work on. The sign for please. And hopefully get some imitation out of him. Something different out of him. Dad was present for the visit. He was much more of an observer and kind of watcher and listened. He didn't really ask any questions, but he was, you know, talking to his son during the visit, um, mainly in Spanish. He does do English too, but um, English and Spanish. So that's another layer of all of this. So, but he also, you know, when he had the desired object, he was using the sign and then taking his hand and doing hand over hand and signing it on his chest for please. So I felt pretty good at the end of the visit that, you know, did I get this mom to kind of get off this, um, merry-go-round that's going nowhere of just focusing on that end result of please to try and, uh, see it from another, not another way, but just to back it up and to see what all needs to come before those words just start kind of flowing out of his mouth like she expects them to. And, you know, recognizing that this is hard, you know, so not that, just that he's not doing it or that he can't do it, but also that it's just hard for him. So, and I don't know if that's the grieving process and just kind of realizing that, you know, he's struggling and uh, trying to find her way and trying to help him. Um, It was interesting. It was just an interesting visit. Um, It was a good visit. I felt like it was a good visit. Um, But, yeah, just trying to move parents to do something different, you know, to get them to change what they're doing because it isn't working Um, and just to kind of move beyond he's not doing this so I don't know how you guys feel about that or how you guys do during visits but I would love to hear your ideas on how to get parents unstuck or get off that hamster wheel so feel free to email me my email is erika BO80 at gmail.com. And I'd welcome any of your thoughts on um, how to get parents unstuck and any kind of questions you might ask them, reflective questions you might ask them to get them to see what's really difficult for their child, not just talking, but just using their mouth to make any kinds of different sounds. I, I think she got it by the end, but we'll see. Stay tuned for next week.